This week on a really adventurous and exciting episode of Hello Ross. Hello. Oh my God. Am I talking to you? You are talking to me. What is your oh name? My God. I have no idea who's here. It's going to be some of you. Um, we'll see what happens together. It's Hello Ross. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a, a very, like, a very interesting uh, new way of doing uh, Hello Ross. Um, you know, I started the show because I really wanted people who were interesting to pop by and say hi. And we've had incredible people. I mean, Chelsea Handler, Guy Fieri, Teresa Caputo, interesting, fascinating people. And, um, you know, the truth is I love sort of like broadcasting in a way where I've never done it, where it's just like me in a room and a thing. It's not how I do it. You know, this is all about connecting with people. It's a whole point. I mean, that's why the show and my social media are all hello, Ross, because it's about me saying hello to you and you saying hello to me. And so as I'm, you know, this show is a sort of work in progress and we're figuring it out. And, and I'm really trying to feel like what I want to do. I, I had to like sit myself down and say, what, what's the whole point? What do you want to do? You know, with this podcast? Cause like output is one thing. Okay. Right. Here's me and da, 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 da. Great. But like, for me, it's about, it's about the connecting, you know, it's about like, hi, you, hi, me, hi. And I love interviewing people who do extraordinary things. We'll keep doing that here. We absolutely will. You know, you never know what kind of big superstar will pop by here. Like when we had Richard Fierro, who stopped the Club Q shooter, you know, someone who did extraordinary things. Uh, we love that. I love that. And I also want to find a way to just connect with you guys. And so I thought, like, how can I do it? So right now, uh, I'll tell you how we're going to do this. I am in my dressing room at the Drew Barrymore show. Uh, I brought a mic in. You know, my little laptop is set up here. And I'm a one-man band doing this. And what I've done is I've shared the Zoom link. You know how, like, if you guys, we all know Zoom meetings by now. Someone sends you a link, and then you're put in a waiting room, and then the host lets you in. So I blasted it out on my social media. And I thought, well, let's see if anybody shows up. And you guys, no lie, right now, there are tons of people in the waiting room. And so I'm just going to pick up on people. This could be dangerous. There could be some total wackadoos. Uh, this episode, there's no like theme. I think going forward, we'll sort of set a theme for the week, maybe if, if we, if, if this goes well and we continue to do it, but this one, I just sort of like dip our toe in the open, uh, phone line, zoom line thing of it all. And, uh, we'll just see what happens. I'm so excited to connect with you. This is the whole point really truly mean that from the bottom of my heart it's why it's it's like what it's just what i do you know and so i'm excited nothing's off limits ask me anything we talk about anything uh so after the break uh i'm gonna be picking up on complete strangers we'll see who is here this week to say hello ross What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast. 
part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yeah, okay, very exciting. I have pulled up here the waiting room. There are so many people. I guess I'll just um, pick up. Hello? Oh, my God. Am I talking to you? You are talking to me. What is your name? I'm Kelly, and I have to tell you something. What? Yesterday, well, first of all, I'm in Palm Desert, and my son, in, my son's in Palm Springs. Oh my God, we my went, neighbor! I live there when I, I'm not in New York. I know you do, and trust me, I. You said the other day, Andrew, if I meet you on Monday, we're going to be having drinks on Thursday. <laughs> yes. We are, we are. But yesterday, my son and I, we went to a taping at the Price is Right. Oh my God! Do they? Did and you come on down? I can't say anything, but. Was we were driving up yesterday, I told my son, I said, if I get on stage and I spin the wheel, I'm going to run through the kids' names and the grandkids' names. And at the very end, I'm going to be, and as hello, Ross Matthews. <gasps> oh, we, my God. We me- have to. We have to connect. I okay. look like crap right now because I we spent all day in L.A. And then we went to the casino in Palm Springs to celebrate. Look, hey, hold on. You are running too fast. I need to talk to you about a few things. One, I get, I love that we're neighbors. We totally, we can do a happy hour. I would love that one day. I love that you drove into LA to do the prices right. And that you like you signed some sort of strict confidentiality. You can't tell me, but you, I, I also love, and I just wish more people would do this. I always think even when people win Oscars, why are they not thanking me? You know, why are people and every opportunity, if you, I just want to say this to our listeners, if you're ever interviewed on the news, you know, if you ever are a witness to something, you know, give the details to the reporter and then say, hello, Ross Matthews. I absolutely. And I know because you said something on your podcast with your um, with uh, Leslie Jordan that yeah. really hit home. And we need to sit down and have a cocktail or soup at the casino because we're regulars there. Oh my and God. I do. You. I do talk about the soup at the Cathedral City uh, Casino. It get the pozole. It is so delicious. I can't stop talking I, about it everywhere I go. I know, but oh my God, you, okay. You do not know. Yesterday was an absolutely unbelievable dream come true in my life. Absolutely. I, feel I think like you won. I, I feel like crying. I don't know, but I'm just telling you. You're really not going to tell me how you did on the prices, right? No. Do they threaten really, you? Do they threaten no. you that if you tell anybody, they'll take away your prize? Mm-hmm. They do, so which which means you got a prize, which means you won. No, it doesn't. Um, let me just tell you, you have to make, like I have, I have the coolest. I'm just going to throw it out there. I have the coolest gay son in Palm Springs. That Aww. we seriously, we have been. I'm like Ryan. I have to meet. I nobody else in this world. There's two people that does it for me. You and Elton John. I, we've seen Elton John a hundred million times. My son has been on stage with Elton oh, wow. right here at the shoulder in Vegas. I, I wish I could be recording this to show him he is going to, they're going to die. They're well, luckily die. I am recording this so you can show him. And I love that I'm in the same category as Elton John for you. It's the only time I'll ever be in the same category as Elton John. I am so grateful to, to know you and how fun that we got to do this on the show. This is a total new experiment of just sort of picking up and seeing you there. I, I know. I feel, I don't follow a lot of people on social media. I literally just really started watching you on Drew. I work at home and I cannot believe how much I love that show. Oh, good. So I watch it every day. I don't know how, I don't know how a lot of this works. And when people say DM me, like, how do I do that? How do I just DM you and say, 
let's have soup or a martini. We have to connect. I'm telling you, I'm not a crazy fan, but I absolutely adore you and love you. And there's so much I just want to say to you and me. Well, you. I adore you already too. So we're, just send me a DM and we'll go out to happy hour. Got You got to figure it out. Ask your son, ask your gay son how to do a DM. Send it to me. Hello, Ross. And we'll go, I'll take it to a pasole and a, and a cocktail. Got it? Oh my God. I love this. This is like, this has been two days of unbelievable. Okay. And I know you won the prices, right? I can't wait to see it. Oh my God. We have got to meet, man. See, she we... won't, I can't crack her. I cannot crack this nut. I, I, I really thought I could get you that, but I, I believe in my heart that you won. I'm so happy. Thank you for popping by to say hello, Ross. Thank you, Ross, so much. I love you so much. And when are you coming back to the desert? So I know. Soon, I hope soon. Uh, but right now I'm in freezing New York, but I'm happy to be here. You know, right now I'm in the dressing room at the Drew Barrymore show and it's quite a life here. I'm, I, I, there are more people I got to go talk to. I'm so happy to meet you and I'll see you in the desert, my love. Oh my God. Yes, you will. Love okay. you. I love you too. This is so fun, you guys. I love this. We so, oh God, I'm already into this. I got to tell you. Let's see. Yeah, I'm just clicking on names. We'll see who comes up. Linda, are you there? I'm here. Linda, now where are you, uh, where are you uh, coming to me from? I'm from Ontario, Canada. Well, hi. Oh, I speak the language. Uh, <laughs> this is so great. Well, thank you. I wanted to just do something totally different and find a way. And I'm still, you know, we're workshopping it, figuring it out, but a way for us to, to say hello. Um, so there's no theme for this episode. There's no, no talking point. But is there anything you want to talk about, Linda? And I'll, I'll go anywhere you want to go. What's on your mind? Well, I think it's really interesting how things are changing in our in our world. I mean, um, I find the Twitter world has gone out of control. Um, oh, it's, totally. it's, it's been interesting, though, too, because um, just recently, uh, any response that comes from an outsider, like a Canadian, I've had like backlashing from, you know, people saying that as a Canadian, I don't have an opinion to share about what's going on. And I find that's really um, you mean about what's going on in America with like politics well, or with culture? What do you mean? Like political things. Like, I mean, and it's, and Twitter's gotten to a point where it's getting kind of like really wild and really weird. Do you exactly. engage, do you engage on the, on the, do you get in a, like a social media fight? Have you ever done that? No, I like it. I get a, a private DMs and mm. I get like instantly block, but it's, it's just amazing where, because it's, it's like a, a hit and run. You could just go ahead and you know, blast anybody, right? I don't know, Linda. I mean, listen, like I, you're right. Like it's so grody. Some of the stuff that happens on social, I just try to look at it the other way. Like if it weren't for social, you know, maybe we wouldn't be talking right now. There are some amazing things, but I'll tell you, can I tell you a secret or something I did on social that I can't believe I did, but it's true. So <laughs> during the, like the election, I would like read things and I would get so heated, you know, w one way or the other. And so, but I'm like, I can't engage. I can't do it on my, my real social media. I created a fake Twitter that I could go and that, uh -huh, like I created a totally anonymous account. And when I would see something that would just make me irate, I would go in, switch into my, um, my crazy, insane anonymous one. And then I would tweet like at them and it like, it totally got my aggression out and I'm not proud of it, but we got to do what we got to do, Linda. You. That is wild. Good yeah. Oh no, God. not good for me. I'm not proud of it. I was like, I was sucked into that evil vortex, but I got it out of my system. And, yeah. and then once I did it once or twice, I was like, I'm good. This is not what mm -hmm. I want to do. But I did, I did succumb just a little bit. Uh, I think, and, and I think it, it gives us a sense of release though, too, because we do have opinions, right? And I think that that's the yeah. forum to do it in. But when it gets to the point where it's, it's just out of control, and that's why sometimes I just step back because it's, 
it's really interesting the the, the uh, goings on. But totally, I mean, it is good entertainment too. I have to say, it's just. Yeah you know, you're seeing it unfold, but, uh, well, thank you, Linda, for popping by. And listen, I love that nothing's off limits. So I never know what conversation is going to come up, but thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, Ron. You too. You too. I'm going to move on to whoever's next, right? All right. So whenever we, uh, we don't know who's going to be next, but let's uh, click on the next person. See, So that's fun. So people are just going to pop in and then they're going to bring up a topic, I guess, and I'll just go with them and share my thoughts. (laughs) We'll see how it works. All right. Um, well, hi there. What's, hi. Your, what's your name? I'm Nakia. How are you? Hi, Nakia. I'm fabulous. Thanks so much for popping in to say hello, Ross. Where are you uh, zooming in from? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, God, I love Austin, Texas. I had a really great brisket there one time. As I said, <laughs> it was so good. I said, a tisket, a tasket, put some brisket in my basket. I took it home. Always, always. I can't eat brisket right now, though, because I recently had jaw surgery. Why? Um, I had a really bad underbite and sleep apnea, and um, jaw surgery uh, fixes both of those things. Wow. Was it like, did, did it hurt? It it still hurts. <laughs> God, did it change your face, though? Because I would love, I have had a double chin my entire life. I, like, you no matter how much weight I lose, it's just all right here. Did, what, did, yeah. it, did it like, uh, how did it change the shape of your face? So I used to not have a profile at all, and it's it's brought my my this part of my face forward. I had a very flat face. Interesting. Oh God. They, they moved the jaw back on the bottom and they brought it forward in the front. Wow. Did you have to go under and all that? Yeah. And I was in the hospital for three days. Oh my God. If I went under though, I got to tell you, Nakia, I'd be like, suck it all out. If I'm going (laughs) under, I mean, suck, start at the, start at the jaw and go lower all the way. Well, I did lose 30 pounds because of it. (gasps) Did you do a liquid diet? Is that why? I have to be, I'm still on a liquid diet. Oh my God. Everything goes through a straw. I can have a a few soft foods, but to be honest, because I can't really feel my teeth and there's still a splint in my mouth, um, it's, it's not fun to eat. So you're doing like a jello. I do love a finger jello. I have to say out of all the jellos I do, it's my favorite because of the consistency, you know? Yeah. Jello's good. Pudding's good. Mashed potatoes. Um, I tried eating spaghetti for lunch today. That was a no-go because they also I have braces, so it gets caught in the braces. There's a whole lot going on there, Nakia. I'm, I, how much longer until you can, um, you know, just just tear into a piece of Austin brisket? My guess from talking to the doctors is a few months. Okay. So, okay. But you know, I'm also a singer. I was on the first season of The Voice. You what? and I have actually met in, in WeHo once years ago. And you, you still follow me on Twitter because of that. Oh, um, and um, I didn't recognize you because of the jaw. <laughs> well, I, I had a lot more hair. Understood. Wait, that? can you give me a little, you sing, can you sing me something right now? <clears throat> you can try to. Okay. Um, let's see. How about um, sitting in the morning sun? Yeah. I'll be sitting when the evening's done. And then what? Watching the ships rolling. And then? Then I watch them roll away again. Yes, Nakia. <laughs> Who needs a jaw when you sing like that? <laughs> That's the first time I've actually sang since I had surgery. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm honored that uh, we got to hear it. I Thank you, Nakia, for popping in. There's so many people that want to say hi, but I want you to heal well and uh, let thank me you. know when you can chew on some flesh. Got it? <laughs> you got it. Bye-bye. Thank you for doing this. How fun, you guys. I really, 
I can't even tell you. I'm like into it. I never know who we're going to get um, all over the country, all over the world. People are in our waiting room right now just to pop by to say, hello, Ross. And, you know, it's sort of like um, Zoom roulette, convo roulette. That's what we should call this convo roulette. Uh, are you there? Hello. Hello. Well, hiya. What's your name? My name is Shelly. Hi, Shelly. I'm Ross. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm so good. I can't believe we're talking to you. Hi. Well, sh- hi. Where are you from, Shelly? Where are you living right now? Where, where are you sitting? I am from North Dakota. I live in Seattle. Oh, I grew up near Seattle, and my dad I was born know. in North Dakota. Oh, and you just picked up a human being. Who is this? I did. This is my son. This is Kyrie. Hi, Kyrie. How old is Kyrie? He's one. What year old? Oh, my. It, I, I assume... Kyrie's a big fan of mine, probably. He's like massive fan of yours. We yeah, I can tell. The podcast since he was in my tummy, and so oh. you know. Oh. Love What's it like? Is this? Are you a new mom? Is, you, is this is Tyree your first baby? Yep, first baby. It's um, it's crazy. Like, yeah. What's it like that you you grew and a I'm human? A you grew a human being. What's this like? It's crazy. Like I look at him and I'm like, wait, what? How did yeah. this happen? Yeah, and did you say you're um, single too? Yeah, so single mom. Oh God, that's a lot of work. So much work. Plus, you know, you got to make some money living in Seattle. So I got to work and totally. What did, What have you learned about yourself in know. in a year of after you grew a human being and been doing this by yourself? What have you learned about yourself you didn't know before? That I can do it. That I can mm-hmm. do anything. You know, like anything doesn't did matter. It, did it surprise you? Did you surprise yourself? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I never thought that I would be able to keep a human alive. Mm-hmm. And here we are a year later and he is great and I'm great and we're figuring I don't, out. What do you know about life now that you didn't, you know, we, we learned that, you know, what you know about yourself is that you can do it. But what, what is like creating a human and raising a human? What does it teach you about our, our life existence and our purpose and all that? I think it just taught me patience and love and like, everybody's going through something. Don't judge them. You know, you see the moms at the store who are like mortified because their kids acting crazy. And it's like, girl, my child just did that in the parking lot. I get it. You get it. Like be patient for people and like love Mm. them and offer to help them instead of be like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, it's interesting. We just talked about how people are tearing people down on social media. Um, Linda, yeah. uh, another listener had had that to say. And so this is a nice reminder of the flip side that like it's so easy to be so judgmental and mean and all that from with the anonymity of the keyboard and all of that. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, when we're just in, walking through the parking lot, we are just human beings meeting each other one one at a time. And, and that compassion is so important. Oh, I love that I got to meet you, Shelly. I love that I got to meet you, Ross. I Congrats. can't even, I'm a huge fan. Thank you. I knew you had good taste, just like your son. And um, thank you. Thank you for popping by. I love that we got to talk a little bit about parenthood. And I think a lot of people relate to that. We're going to be doing theme. Yeah, ask me anything. Just really quick. I, now that I'm a parent, I wonder about you and Dr. Gentleman, fiance, caller, husband. Do you guys ever think about having kids adopting? Or? Um, you know, that it's so funny. I actually asked a celebrity that on um, the Drew Barrymore show the other week. And mm-hmm. as soon as it came out of my mouth, they, they handled it well. The audience is laughing. It was such yeah. a joke. But as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, why did I ask that? Like, I hear I, you. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not judging you because I did the same thing. Um but afterwards, like even I felt it in the moment. And then there were people on social media saying, Ross, you shouldn't ask that to people, yeah. um, especially women. And so I was like, I got it. 
Uh, but I want to let you know that I, I've made a choice. I'm not going to ask that question to people going forward, but I want to let you know, Shelly, you can ask me, anyone can ask me anything. Um, I just, I do, I just wanted to put that out there because I wanted people to know that I did hear them and I have made a, a yeah. choice and I, I really get it now. Um, mm -hmm. but I will tell you, um, probably not, you know, I always yeah. thought I would be a father. Um, yeah. but I kind of feel like I lost my dad young. Yeah. So at this age, I don't know, you know, I'm 43. I just, I would want to really be there. Um, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want to, so I wouldn't want my kid to go through what I went through. I was too young to lose my dad. And and that's why I don't do it. I, think. I totally get that. I, I might change my mind though, Shelly. I reserve the right to be 78 totally and do. totally be still fertile, uh, you, totally you know, do. and yeah, I feel like it's because I could just see you and, and Mr. Garcia being like, the coolest dads and everybody being Aww. jealous that like Aww. you're their dad. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm still a work in progress. We're still figuring me out in terms of the sure. grown up. I'm going to be 43, but still figuring it out. Anyway, <laughs> you enjoy your best life. Thank you, my love. Thank you. And, and honestly, keep asking. And anyone in the world out there in the world, if you see me on the street, you can ask me that question. I'm good with it. I'm good. With, I won't be asking it anymore, but I'm you. good with it. I'm good. With I totally it. understand that. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh, I love you too. Oh, this is fun. Fun, fun, fun. Okay. Um, I want to pick up on, let's try this person. I mean, really, I have no idea who's in here. Fun. Okay. Hello. Are you there? Hi there. Well, hi, Colleen. I can't see you. Well, that's, there's a reason for that. Why? Because I haven't showered yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you get a pass. Colleen, where are you calling from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, I've been in Dallas, Texas. You know, I have a key to the city of Arlington, Texas, right next to you. Very good. I know. I was there for the Super Bowl one year. They were playing there at the big, what's it called? The big um, dome? The big, they called it Jerry's World because Jerry Jones owns the, uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> but what's it really called? The big stadium there. You know what? I don't, I can't remember. I guess I can actually see it from my house. It's so flat here. For real. Well, I was there and it was a year. It was a crazy ice storm. I was covering for the Tonight Show. Crazy, crazy ice storm. And we got stuck there. And I had the worst hangover of my life in Dallas because we went to a place where it was 50 cent margaritas. Ugh. 50 cent margaritas? Yeah. Did you go yeah. to the Roundup? I don't know where I was. I don't know where I was. I don't know how I got home. It was the way I, I haven't had a hangover like that before since I, I wish it on nobody. It was a real rough morning. Uh, in Dallas for me. Ooh. What do you do for a living? I just retired from being a flight attendant with American oh. Airlines. Oh my God. Talk to me, Colleen. Tell me everything. How, you know, flight attendants really, I think they've always had a really tough job and they have, they went through it um, during yeah. the pandemic. Uh, were you doing it during, during those yes. crazy times? You Did I, it really get, so, did it get worse? Yes. How so? Still is um, entitled anti-maskers. Just please put your mask on. No, you know, expletive, expletive. You God, uh, they just and then I understand. Like people were scared, people were frustrated. Um, but they didn't need to be mean and rude to you. You weren't setting the policy. So how would you handle when somebody was just outright rude? I just walk away. You did. It's not worth it. Is you pick your battles. Yeah. Huh. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, if you don't want to comply, then I just, okay. 
There's an Instagram account called Passenger Shaming. I love started by, I think she was a former flight attendant. Yeah. Do you know that Instagram? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She talks about pet peeves. What was your number one pet peeve? Even pre-pandemic, what was your pet peeve as a flight attendant? Bare feet on oh. anything. Yeah. My armrest. In Gross. the seatbelt. On the video monitors in first class, using your feet to switch to another channel. Disgusting. Um, did you ever find catch people doing like the mile high club? I don't understand how that works. How you fit. How do people, two people go in at the same time? How do you stand in there, let alone gyrate? Well, first of all, yes, I have experienced that, um, you know, with passengers doing that, but I would not touch anything in those lavatories to save my life. Really? Why? I mean, because clearly. Disgusting. People do all kinds of things in there. I mean, you would think that people would know how to use the restroom mm. to just urinate or whatever. You find stuff all over the place on the walls, on the, you know, I mean, no. ew, why so, would you take your clothes off and do that? So let me ask you this question. If you, if you knew people were having sex in the airplane bathroom, Colleen, and you're the flight attendant, do you just let them finish and ignore it? Yeah. Or do you, do you knock yeah. and be like, come on, go to your seat? No, just let them do it. <laughs> really? I'm serious. This is good to know for everybody who wants to, the chances are, if you go in, they'll be like, all right, come on. Now is is it true that, is that the only place on a plane they serve warm nuts? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done with you, Colleen. Fun, this is fun. I could talk to you as a flight. Maybe we'll do a whole episode with a flight attendant. Maybe I, I might go more in depth with you, Colleen, at some point. You got it? All right. I'm grateful that you called in. Thank you so much, my love. Thanks, son. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. How fun, you guys. Oh, God, I would never have sex on a plane. I mean, I, I don't even think I'm doing it right in real life in a bed, you know, like let alone on a plane. It's just too complicated. I mean, uh, I'm not at that level. Let's see um, who we can get in next. Oh, uh, are you there? Yeah. Hi, well, hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Raquel. I can't believe this. <laughs> Isn't this fun? Listen. Where are you? Oh, what? I'm in, I'm in LA now. Oh, you're in LA. And what were you going to say? I have a specific request. Go. So I've been trying to contact um, anyone, any producer. Last year, you and um, Drew did this big segment on my company, Rock what? Innovation, the headlamps. And I have gifts for you guys. Tell me about that. Remind me the headlamps. We do shows yeah, every day, so I don't remember. This is last year. Light. Tell me. It's the hat with the light. Put one on for me. Show me. Hold on. I'm, this is your gift, but I... <laughs> Well, Hold you don't on. need to send us anything, but just show no, me what it is and plug I it. it. I have to because they were supposed to be a surprise and I wanted to make sure you got them. What? Oh, I remember these. Yes. yes. So you... and I had them customized and everything Aww. and I didn't want to mail them and then have them go into whatever. Uh. So I've been holding on to them and I saw, I obviously follow you guys. And I, first of all, I wanted to thank you for, you know, we were surprised. I have no idea who ordered them when. Well, so let's just my... tell the audience what they are. So they're hats oh, with a light. Oh, I'm on TV? Yeah, you're right. Let's talk. So we put them on <laughs> and you, you turn the light on. What do they do? What's the purpose of these? They're like beanie hats with the light. Right. So when you're out on a yeah. walk or something. Yeah. Yeah. Recreation um, and safety, actually. Yeah. So I'm a runner. I created them because I, you know, I have young kids 
and I would run in the evening. And in the winter, when I lived in Chicago, it gets dark early. And at the time, there were only headlamps. Yes. So what you're holding up now for people listening is like a beanie with a, a little beanie. light in the middle that you put on. And yeah, it that's... really is like a, a headlight coming out of your forehead. Right. And then you charge it mm-hmm. in your computer and it lasts for eight hours. That's so amazing. It, it and you started... made us one. You made us one that has a Drew Barrymore uh, show logo on it. So I'll yeah. make sure you get my email. If you if you email me, uh, send it to me on in, in Instagram, uh, Hello Ross, a DM. I oh. will give you an address and I will get that to the production and everybody, okay? Okay, perfect. Because I have a box for you and I have a box for Drew. Great. And how do people, if they're listening now and they want to look at your company, and I love that you're an entrepreneur, how do, they, uh, how do they find you? Oh, well, my company is, my name is Raquel, but my company, so my nickname is Rock. ROQ. So my company is Rock Innovation, www.roq-innovation.com. And I'm on Instagram at Rock Innovation. Fantastic. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations on finding a niche in the marketplace that needed to be found and doing something about it. it, I won Shark Tank in January Uh, with the product and we're on Oprah's Favorite Things too. And that was the same year when um, Drew put it on her list. So when you're on Shark Tank, what's that like? You go in there, do you practice your pitch like over and over and over again? You do, but I mean, it's very hard. Developing and, the pitch is hard. Yes. The pitch changes a lot. It's hard. The I pitch, imagine. The pitch changed like a few days even before um, we went out. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's awesome. So when you go in there, did you get more than one offer from a shark or just one? Yeah, I got an offer from two sharks. Which sharks? Um, from uh, Mr. Wonderful and Peter Thomas, who was a gift, who was a guest shark. Okay. As a and matter of fact, I just posted because it was my one year anniversary this week. And who did you end up going with? Well, I chose no. Oh, they the offer was from those two. Two, you you got together. two sharks in at one. That's when they really love it. I always I think I'd be great on Shark Tank. I just don't have any like that kind of money to invest. I can't be a guy. Like, Here's a million dollars for like a percentage <laughs> right. of your company. Yeah. But um, I do love that show, and I love that you were on it. Congratulations, everybody! Rock thank Innovation, you. go check you out. Uh, thank you, and I'll and uh, send me a DM. Okay, I am. I'll do it right now. Okay, thank perfect. you so much. Thank you, my love. Congrats. Oh, I love you. Work. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Oh, cute. Cute. Let's try to find. Uh, I think this is Craig. Hello, Craig. Hey, Ross Matthews. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? So good. So, is this your set behind you or your dressing room? Excuse this me? is my dressing room. We're on Zoom, so you can see this is my dressing room behind me. And where are you zooming in from? Uh, my home office in uh, Eureka, California. So it's Northern oh, California. I know Eureka. All right. Oh, yeah. Up, yeah, because I, in, you know, I grew up in Washington State, and so every year. Oh. Um, for college, I would drive, I'd go back for home, you know, to Washington to stay with my parents and I would drive back and forth. So that drive from like right under British Columbia to Los Angeles, I did multiple times a year. And so of course I've driven through Eureka. I probably stayed there before too. Great. Do you mind if I ask you a question or are you like, Oh yeah, no, go tell me what. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I was just curious because I, I guess when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the topic of happiness because you're such a, like a happy persona and you kind of like radiate happy to me. And so uh, it just seems like a good person and a good platform to talk about that topic. So I'm curious, like I found out, you know, at some point in your adult life, you realize 
like happiness is an internal job and you can't like rely on external forces or people, places, or things to give you sustained long-term inner happiness. And sometimes those things, like they, you know, those external things bring you temporary joy and of course uh, happiness, but then you always return to your baseline. So I'm curious what's your like journey been or just your advice for your listeners about finding and prioritizing their internal happiness and joy um, for those who are like just starting that journey or have started that journey and been doing it for a while or like renegotiating their inner happiness. Oh, that's interesting. Re the way you say renegotiating your inner happiness, that's interesting. You know, it is, uh, God, I don't want to simplify it. I was going to say it's a choice. It's not a choice. It's a choice to be in the battle for happiness all the time. I think, you know, some of us are lucky enough. I, I, I'm among them where my baseline is, is just, you know, it's relatively happy, you know, yeah. uh, but I have had real trauma in my life, real loss, real sadness, mm. real heartbreak, all of it. And I am not a Pollyanna. I have felt it all, you know, every part of it, every stage of that trauma and that sadness. And, mm. um, but, you know, I think people get sometimes lost in the sadness um, and maybe find great comfort in it. And then it, it can become like a, a hurricane. It, be, it can, it can be, become all consuming and that's what you can't allow to ha happen. Yeah. There is a fine line between feeling it all and becoming it all, mm. you know? And I think it's, it's the choice to talk to somebody about it. It's the choice to go outside and go for a walk. Yeah. It's a choice to take a shower, to just reset um, at the end of the day, we are in control of a lot, of, a lot of things. Um, some people have chemical issues, you know, but unless it's something really serious, you know, like, um, like I said, a chemical imbalance or, or even with your body, like a, a tumor or a heart disease, something like that. A lot of it though, we can control with our own thinking and our own actions. And so I would, that's what I do is when yeah. I feel like I'm losing the battle to to trauma or grief or whatever, is I just decide to take the reins and change, reset something. And like, it's as simple as a walk or a shower, or I make a, I'll call a friend, something. Yeah, totally. I think that's great. Yeah, as I was just thinking about this question, I was thinking of just what you were just touching on. Is, of course, like making space and acknowledging there are people like who are marginalized and oppressed or impacted by like systems that are working against them. So of course this isn't like, doesn't feel like an equitable journey necessarily to find your inner peace. And I like want to believe that there's a way to find, you know, going to gratitude. I think I've heard you say before and you know, oh, yeah. circumstances, right? Yeah, um, you have heard me say that. I always say, go to gratitude. When you're frustrated at work with your boss, go to gratitude. At least you got a job, girl. And you could have it until you choose to leave. You know, if you, um, if your husband's driving you crazy that day, go to gratitude, go to why you fell in love with them in the first place. You know, as often as you can, when you go to gratitude, it shifts your perspective. And uh, sometimes you can just be grateful that you're still breathing, that you're still here. Even if you just have that to hold on to, it really can get you through the really tough times. And we, and also if you are in the midst of something tough, just know that that is not exclusive to you. Even the people that you see smiling on television have felt that kind of pain and they survived it too. And you will as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ross. I knew you'd be so great at sharing that message with your listeners. So thank you for- You're welcome. I love the question. Thank you, Craig. 
And uh, we, we're just, I think I'm going to do just maybe one more because um, this has been like better than I even thought you guys. I thought maybe it'd be terrible. But of course you have all surprised me and delighted me. And to be honest, I'm not that surprised. I meet you out on the streets and you all blow me away every time I get to meet one of you. And well, let's say hello to our very final Zoomer. I, got, I really got to name this segment something good. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can't. I'm so excited to see you. Oh, what's your name? My name is Ina Robin, but I do my Instagram by my middle name, Skylar. Well, hi. What should I call you? Uh, Skylar. Okay, Skylar. <laughs> that was easy. That You made that very complicated. I've never heard anyone have such a complicated answer to what's your name? Skylar. Hi. Hi. You're so, so cute. Um, where are you? you? I'm in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. I've been to Sacramento many, many, many times. So I have this major question. Go. Anything. Um, how did you get into the business? Because I had never seen you before. Uh-huh. And I watched Drew and I was like, who is this distinguished, handsome man? <laughs> he dresses well. Oh, thank and you for then, noticing. <laughs> and then you made me laugh. And oh. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I wasn't able to uh, watch Drew for a while. And so I said, let me follow this guy. And I was like, oh, my goodness well you I'll tell you you how I got started in television is so crazy and I love you know I've been on TV now for over 20 years and I love that you're just what? now fine yes I love that you're just now finding me I started on the tonight show with Jay Leno they called me Ross the intern because I was like an intern behind the scenes oh. on on Leno but I love television I've always wanted to be a talk show host I always wanted to be in TV so I started there back in 2001 interviewing on all the red carpets all the celebrities and I did that show for 14 years years. And then I started on the E-Red carpets at all the Oscars, you know, with Juliana Rancic and Ryan Seacrest and me and Kelly Osborne. And then I was on Chelsea lately. And now I'm on a, a judge and, and producer on RuPaul's Drag Race for years and years and years, like a decade I've been on that show. And now the Drew Barrymore show. And look, it took us all of this way, Skylar. It took all of this for us to find each other. Serious, because one, um, I was never allowed to do late night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like so your parents was, were like, no. Yes. Um, My parents were like uh, bedtime 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? When you see I'm 43 now on my bedtime is like if I'm out past 10, I like pay for it the next day. Uh, what time do you go to bed? Between 930 and 10. Yeah. Does that make us lame, Skylar? I, I don't know. I think on paper, maybe, but I don't think we're lame. I'm looking at us right now. We look pretty great. I know. Right? And that's why it kills me that I'm like, when you say late night, I'm like, oh, I don't know anything in late night. I know me either. I got to tell you, I'm so much more suited to daytime. I, cause I'm, I, I live like an active senior. I have a sensible bedtime. I get so much done by 8am. You have no idea. Uh, and so this, like, uh, this show with Drew is a dream come true. I love that you watch us together. Oh, um, as a matter of fact, it's on right now on my television. Oh my gosh, and really? And I'm in my dressing room at the show right now too. Oh, you're right. There we are. She just turned her camera around to show me. Oh, Skylar. You know, I tell sure. people 
all the time when Drew and I started doing the show, we were, you know, the audience was empty. It was crazy pandemic. And then, and and we couldn't even go on the street to sort of like interact with people because that wasn't really happening either. And so now, and we're picked up for a season four now, Skylar, we really feel that people are watching, you know, of course the ratings, it's the fastest showing growing show in daytime. So the ratings are up, 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 but I feel it. I knew that when they told us the ratings were great, I'm like, I already knew it because I feel it out there on the street. People are watching. Um, people are coming up, talking about it with me and Skylar. It, it makes me so happy that um, you finally found me on TV and now we know each other and you're, you're, you're watching. So thank you. Uh, thank you personally, because I love the fact that you make me laugh on there. And I have to say in yesterday's show, when you put on that uh, snowsuit, like <laughs> as if we were children, yeah, I, I was dying. I had oh. tears. It was hysterical. And I was like, oh, my word. I said, only someone who is wild and crazy could get into something like yeah. that. Well, just wait to see, tell you, see what we have in store for you coming up. Some great stuff, Skylar. And I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, um, for calling in today. Our very first time going live. We're going to do it again. Okay. So I hope to see you back here. Okay. But I also wanted to say congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. I saw your pictures. It was very nice. Very sweet. And I did not know that you wrote a book. I, I've written two books. Um, Man Up is my first book, uh, all about growing up in a farm town and how I got into television. Uh, and then Name Drop are some of my favorite celebrity stories that you got to read to believe. They're so good. So check out my okay. books. They're available everywhere. Okay. Okay. So I will look into getting those. Yeah. But... I tell, I go a little naughty in them too. There's like, like there's stories about uh, when I was dating a, a girl in high school and things I might've done. Ooh. I know. Even I have faced the dragon. Skyler. Wow. Literally. All right. Thank you. That's all. That's a deep tease. <laughs> Do with that what you thank want. You. <laughs> Be careful. Yes. Thank you, my love. And uh, thank you to everybody who um who called in today. Like uh, this has just been, uh, I'm so glad it worked. Honestly, I was really curious of how this would go down and uh, it's been a real joy. So to each of you who, uh, who got to pop in, uh, I want to say thank you to all of you. And there were so many people still in the waiting room who, who uh, didn't get a chance to come in. Hopefully we will do this again. And uh, I, I would love to see you next time. How fun. We'll be back with my happy ending. My happy ending, I just teased with Skylar. It is, um, the happy ending is the best thing I've seen all week. And the best thing I've seen all week is that we did get renewed. The Drew Barrymore show, we got renewed for a fourth season, right in the middle of our third season, which is currently airing right now. I just want to say to the crew here and the staff, um, it's like the best gig ever. And uh, these people, we, we work so hard uh, and we have so much fun. And the fact that you guys are showing up means so much to to all of us. So like on behalf of Drew, I'm just thank you. Thank you so much. Speaking of Drew, I'm on her podcast, Drew's News, this week. I was on last week as well. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, again, to all of you who popped in to say, hello, Ross. Thank you. And until next week, bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.